Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, back and better than ever after a uh, semi-vacation to uh, lovely Bermuda, uh, joined, of course, by Rob Casty from Miami, Florida. Rob, how's it going? Now my microphone's working, and the program that we use to record this podcast seems to be working, so better than 10 minutes ago. Yeah, you know, I was just listening to a podcast out in the yard, and they were talking about how they had a lost episode because... Uh, they had a software issue, and I was like, I wonder what software they were using. So, Nick, Have we uh, ever had a lost episode completely? Once? Yeah, we have. We definitely have. I know we've recorded after, but we've been super mad. So uh, doing the job of trying to save this episode <laughs> in real time, Nick Kruger for joining us from Texas. Nick, how's it going? Man, I'm over here knocking on wood after everything Rob just said. So lots of... Yeah. Lots of knocking going on. <laughs> you know, it was it was a funny joke back in the day for people to knock on me when they would say that because uh, my name is Woody. Uh, oh God. no, <laughs> that's not a real thing, is it? Oh yeah, that was solid material back in the day. Uh, it would be really annoying. So anyway, uh, we want to remind everyone: tell a friend, subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, we're ramping up. We're we're, we're Putting out weekend episodes right now, which is a little odd, but guess what? Terrific ratings, phenomenal ratings with these weekend releases. We won't be able to do that during the football season, obviously, but uh, we will get it figured out. And we will have a bonus episode next week sometime, uh, hopefully bringing back our boy Dave Lackford, who uh, was very disappointed he couldn't be on the podcast this week. So um, people love him. But that rant he had, him calling that play-by-play on that uh, – on that fight last week was probably an all-time moment, wouldn't you guys say? Look, man, Dave could replace any one of the three of us, and it would be a it would be a net gain for this podcast. <laughs> well, anyway, he's he's a he's a super sub. He's a uh, Vinny the Microwave uh, Johnson at this point, um, or maybe Jamal Crawford. I hate Jamal Crawford though. He's the most overrated player in NBA history. Mark that down. All right, let's jump right into it. Busy week. Uh, one of one of one of the three of us went to media days, and believe it or not, uh, it was Nick Kruger. Nick, how first of all, I guess was not on the rundown. I'm already off the script. How did it go? What was it like at Big Twelve Media Days for you? Well, you know the the nice thing about media days now, uh, as far as as far as you know, when I first started going to them versus versus the past uh, this year and last was um, the first the first year. I can't even remember what hotel it was in. It was just like. You know, it was like your typical like we're we're getting everybody together in a ballroom. It was tight spaces. It was like you yeah, know, it used to be the Omni, the Omni in downtown Dallas was the prior spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, so now where they have it at the at the Star in Frisco, uh, there is an Omni attached to that facility, which most of the media stayed at. I I did not, however, um, but but it's a much you know it's a much easier. Uh, scenario to navigate much more comfortable to be a part of lots of people saying that they saw me on tv which was an unintended consequence because i didn't really feel comfortable grabbing the mic and putting myself on the pa system in there but um but you know what i had to ask the hard questions guys you know nobody's more of a <laughs> a, a tough hard-hitting journalist than myself so imagine being um, a person that watches big 12 media day on television <laughs> Well, yeah. I didn't, you know, and another reason I didn't prefer that is because, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the content that we, and presumably you guys too, on the on the days that you guys actually decide to do some work for crying out loud, is, you know, you just copy down quotes that everybody saw anyway, and everybody else has access to. So it's not a lot of originality in what everybody's writing out of there. So it's just a matter of 
where you're choosing to read it from. I thought I did it. I thought I did an okay job this year of being able to scratch out some some stuff on on topics that no nobody else was really writing about to speak of. So I really do think we should get rid of them. I said this on an episode a couple weeks ago. I think they serve no purpose in 2018. I, I don't I don't understand why it has to happen. I mean, why can't we just do this with a teleconference? Uh, just like they do during the season. It, it's not, you know, it's not 1995 anymore. I don't, I, I don't understand the appeal. Well, uh, Nick, can you refresh my memory of who, whose idea it was for us to start covering media days? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who it was. <laughs> seemed like it was Rob's idea. Rob, so what happened? You changed your mind? Uh, you know, as I tend to do, you know me, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I tend to come and go with the wind. Yeah. I, I just think it's bad. And, Big 12 is the easier one. I think Big 12, you can make a case to cover because there is a way to get some content that isn't just, you know, podium that if anybody wants to see, they can see on TV or read in a thousand different publications because it's still small enough uh, to where you can get these coaches and these players off to the side one-on-one, but forget about doing that at SEC or Big 10 or something where it's turned into Super Bowl media day. It's a complete circus. Not only do you have media members there, you have fans in there. Uh, and then people that straddle the line between both that are, you know, wearing SEC championship belts in the lobby and dressed up like Nick Saban and wearing headsets. And it's, it's impossible. It's become Super Bowl media day. Big 12 is still fine. I assume that Pac 12 is still probably fine because I think they do that in a broom closet in an airport or something like that. Uh, I think that that's still probably okay. It's, you know, the bigger ones have gotten to be completely worthless though. Well, I've got well, news for you. And I, I'll, I'll say this though. So, so last year, the, the the number of media for you know for when after Tom Herman got hired the number of media on the second day doubled and Tom Herman did everything that he possibly could to make himself unavailable to the media in other ways that you know every other coach in the Big Twelve um, you know didn't but and then this year I thought but this year was good because it, there wasn't there wasn't quite the fervor around him showing up and then on top of that. So when we got to the breakouts on the second day, he he stood up his own press conference for like a half hour, and I and there was a lot of conversation about that. But then, well, I'll tell you what: if he goes seven and six this year, the fervor is going to be back. Well, <laughs> it's not, so, not going to be a good fervor because I know we're going to talk a little bit more about him here and and what may or may not be spoken about his character. But but he uh, so after after he was after he ditched everybody for a half hour, he came and then he stayed longer to speak to more individual media afterwards and stay and stayed longer than any other coach there in the rest of the conference. So he kind of, I, I suppose, redeemed himself as far as that stuff is concerned. So, but overall, I mean, it was like, you know, it's like Rob said, it was, uh, most guys were really accessible and most guys were, uh, you know, there's not, there's not the same level of surliness, even, even though some of these guys have, uh, Bill Snyder was a little surly, I suppose. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm floored. By <laughs> well, to Rob's point, I've, I would, I would argue that Super Bowl media days is actually easier to cover than SEC media days. And let me tell you why. You have every member of the team available for interviews. So you can get any person for a one-on-one interview. Now, it may be the third string left tackle, but you could still get a one-on-one. At SEC media days, you each team brings three players and there's the coach. Now, for some reason, they bring them down to do one-on-one interviews with like random local radio stations, you know, weenie in the butt or whatever. Uh, they get one-on-ones and I continue to contend that that's the way we need to cover it. But my credential request got rejected this year. So uh, that wasn't even an option for me. I guess I didn't, uh, didn't make the cut like that guy in the Cleveland Cavaliers hat. Speaking of people who are asking questions on TV, some jabron with a, was, was there wearing a Cleveland Cavs hat, which we saw Rob, we saw on Twitter, people 
offended about a wearing person. hats. Yeah, a person was offended. Do you have the tweet? Should we read that? Should we read it and just not say who said it? I don't have it. Um, I, I've memorized it. It was like <laughs> these reporters at SEC Media Day and the like need to show some respect by taking their hats off indoors when addressing these head coaches. And somebody responded to him. It's like, are they addressing the queen? Like, what? What do you mean? Show some respect? If I thought, you know what? No, no, no. So, so he didn't say so. Here's what he said. Someone needs to tell these sports writers. Now, this is what a would sport, you, you would view? <laughs> yes, obviously doesn't view himself as a lowly sports Not writer. He's a scout. That's right. Someone needs to tell these sports writers at SEC Media Day or similar venues to take their hats off indoors when asking questions to these head coaches. And then, uh, and then someone replied. <laughs> someone replied, a man who is raised properly takes his hat off indoors everywhere except for very special circumstances. Now, the person – this is – oh, wait. He's on a golf cart. I was going to say the person who, who said this is wearing a hat in this picture and it looks like okay. he's indoors. Can we, let, let's, let's play a game called what, are, what very special circumstances is our, is our friend referring to, do you think? And what, in, his, uh, in, in his you know worldview, when is it okay? A rodeo – is indoors. <laughs> aren't time. indoors, are they? Yeah, yeah. You ever heard of Silver Spurs Arena? Jeez, okay. Rob. So that's, 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 you know, I, I can see that being one of them. Uh, this person also replied, what's the big deal with keeping your hat on? It's 2018, not 1970. But there is no rule to keeping your hat. Now, Rob, you wear a hat indoors all the time, and we got to think. We got to talk about that. We're going to have to have a hat intervention with you. Yeah, no kidding. You get fired. Now, what if it's like an indoor hat convention where people are selling hats? Is that okay? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good, that's a good, maybe you're allowed to try them on, but not if once you buy it, you have to put it in a box and hold on to it. Um, but that was very funny. I do have a problem. Or like, what about was, like a, uh, what about like a domed baseball stadium? You go to a baseball game, the roof is closed on Marlins park. Is it, does that become a non-hat zone? Yeah. Take your hat off. All the players should take their hats off too. Yeah, no, I agree. Respect. I mean, what are they doing? <laughs> so, uh, the, the, <laughs> you totally totally got me off my train of thought. I was gonna say when when we cover these things, we all dress relatively nice, right? I mean, I would say I usually go jeans and a blazer with the shirt and tie. Nick, would you go tucked in polo type thing? Uh, no, they weren't tucked in, but they were they were nicely pressed. I usually yeah, go the sweater you, over button up move. Yeah, even though it's a thousand degrees outside. Yeah, that's a but we're in I guess we're indoors. But yeah, I'm wearing a blazer, so uh, speaking of sweating to the old days, well, yeah, the next time I'm going to wear a 10 gallon hat, one of these big <laughs> cowboy hats. <laughs> you should, you should have, we should get on to, I hate asking questions. And I always have, I once had a journalism professor who told me you will never get anything out of asking questions in, in media availability like that. So this probably just, just shouldn't do it. Uh, which is a, basically a rule of thumb. I follow. I hate asking questions in that setting. Uh, but at, at SEC, that's the only chance to talk to the coaches. So I guess you have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You better take your hat off first. Uh, <laughs> well, tell that Joe Cocker. Oh, man, hit song. You could leave your hat on. Maybe uh, <laughs> he's talking about a definitely disrespectful situation in that song. Go listen to it if you're not uh, if you're not familiar with it. So anyway, moving on, let's jump into Herman. We're talking about Herman. He came under a little bit of uh, scrutiny this week. Was it? Was it? It was after media days, wasn't it? I think it was on Wednesday. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So he, t- so Deshaun Elliott, who uh, was a controversial player in the rankings back in the day, Nick, which I had to, before you were doing the rankings, 
I had to overrule our previous uh, analyst in Texas and go straight to Mike Farrell and say, we need to move to Sean Elliott up. This is ridiculous. He's a three-star. And lo and behold, he goes to the NFL. So I'd really, he tweets, I'd really appreciate that if anyone on the current staff of the University of Texas football team, besides Craig Navar, Deshaun Washington, or Kyle Coates, would keep my name out of their mouth and continue to talk bad to bad talk me, excuse me, or any other junior that decided to leave early. We lead your team the best we could before making a decision to better our families, which I believe you would do the same. And then it, you know, it goes on from there. Uh, if you really loved your players, the way you portrayed them, that you wouldn't continually talk bad about them behind closed doors. Uh, and he, he, he goes on, kept my mouth quiet. Uh, it's the opposite of my personality, but it's come to an end. So he deleted the tweets Signed the Joker. Signed the Joker. And then he deleted it and then tweeted later, why so serious? A topical reference. Uh, ten years. Ten years? How long ago did that movie come out? The horrible Batman movie. It, must, at least ten years. At least one of the most years. overrated movies ever, by the way. Uh, and I think, Rob, do you agree with me? Do you hate the Batman movies? I guess so. I guess Rob's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, why so serious, Rob? Why so serious? <laughs> Sorry. I, I was I was muted. I've never seen a comic book movie. I'm sure there are exceptions in there. I think maybe I saw the first X Men, but other than that, no, I, I haven't serious. ever seen a Batman movie. I remember when I was in high school, I went on a date with a girl, and she said she wanted to see Spider Man, the first one with Tobey Maguire. And, uh, you know, I, I agree. I went to it and I was so mad. I was like, this movie is terrible. And I was like, when I'm in a movie, I don't like, I start squirming around and sighing and like, you know, getting real, basically like a three-year-old. Uh, so we leave the movie and I was like, God, what a stupid movie. Didn't you hate that? And she was like, oh, actually, this is the second time I've seen it. Whoa. <laughs> I almost just left her at the movie theater. That was, well, was, you know, here's, here's, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. When, I, I was actually coincidentally just having a conversation about this movie the other day with somebody, and I can't I can't remember who or why. But the, but at the time that Spider Man came out with Tobey Maguire, I mean, there there was not there, I, there was not another movie done like that that was so clean and committed to that level of superhero special effects in the movie. So I thought it was I thought it was a spectacle for sure. If I go back and watch it now, I, I haven't seen it in forever. I don't know how it holds up, but um, but I think the thing with the Batman movies was. You know, people people got confused with them being like dark and brooding for being good, and I think that's where you know that's where you see the line drawn right there. As people, you know, where they fall on what side of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would were. rather watch Big Twelve Media Day on television than watch a Batman movie. Well, you got plenty of me on screen at Big Twelve Media Day for sure. I think I think I I think I asked questions to. I think I was probably on the mic with five out of the ten coaches. Uh, at least once. Yeah, I, I, I don't uh, – I, I would have watched if I knew you were on. What channel is it on? <laughs> it, was pro- it was probably Fox Sports Southwest, I think. Oh, so. gee, it's a deep cut. Yeah, I don't think I got that on yeah. my uh, on my cable package, sadly. Um, so anyway, all right. So, I'm so TVRing it. Please, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, Friedman's on TV. Uh, you can't see Officer Friedman on TV. Call it being a color analyst for a seven-on-seven tournament, which is <laughs> – what we gotta get some drops of that to play on the podcast okay i will record it because that how is many good. times did he say spin it 
I don't. I haven't watched it yet. I just remember watching it last year because they kept replaying it. And I would put it on uh, just to watch Friedman, uh, just to hear Friedman, because it's they don't. It's not like live. It's kind of like a recap thing. Um, it's very funny. So big shout to Friedman. It's like for when the TV work. when the broadcast team is like off site, but they're watching the same game that you are, but they just are talking <laughs> through it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Is that what yeah, he's very, doing? Yeah. Well, he's there, but it's a How, recap. How many times is- Oh, how many times did Friedman say, if that's not a five star, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's one of the, that is one of the most famous quotes. That was at that same tournament. Exactly. I know that. Uh, what happened ref- to that guy that he said that about? Who do you say that about? Nico Collins? Yeah. Is he still in? He's on Michigan, right? Nico Collins. But he went to Alabama. No, he went to Michigan. Oh, he, he oh he's got spring highlights. Oh, his highlights his spring improvement. There you go. Um, See, has he played yet? He did not finish as a five-star. He had three catches for 27 yards last year. Um, two of them in the bowl game, though. How about that? So coming on strong late. So uh, big shot to Nico. All right. We were talking about Herman. My point was it's not a good look to have former players talk bad about you. Obviously, these aren't the guys he recruited. So, I mean, they, they chose to leave early. Probably rubbed him the wrong way. I, I listened to another podcast, and they were insinuating that you know, Elliot went in the sixth round, despite you know being a guy who was up for the Thorpe Award, and maybe, maybe he felt like the coaching staff had badmouthed him to NFL scouts. There's some uh, some bad blood there. I just never think you know. Well, here's, the, here's the deal. Here's the deal, though. For in the court of in the court of high horse pub, sports public media opinion, though, w- wouldn't that prove the point? Though, if if the coach gives the player kind of a, a spotty review. And then the first thing he does when he's off the team is goes and puts the coaching staff on blast like that. Doesn't that kind of speak to what? Yeah. You know? Well, there's always who is the guy Nick that we used to deal with. He played for the Vikings. He was an offensive lineman who was from down in Naples. Do you remember him? Went to Bay- oh, yeah. Some uh, it was a Spanish name, and I can't Herrera? remember. Herrera. Yes, Anthony Herrera. Anthony yes. Herrera. So. Anthony Herrera would get me so many page views because every time I talked to him, I would ask him about Tennessee because that's where he played. And he would he would immediately death. Did he die? No. OK. So some actor, the, the football player, uh, he, he would immediately start ripping Phil Fulmer because he felt like he bad mouthed him coming out in the draft. Um, I just I just remember him like. Like I would be like, so how do you think Tennessee's going to do this year? And he would immediately just rip into them. Uh, and I, it's just an example of these guys that they they resent it. Um, they, you know, they they resent the coaches if they feel like they badmouth them in the draft. And you you know how it is. Sometimes you know if that happened or if it didn't happen, it doesn't really matter. Facts, you know. Well, so are, so are we are we uh, are we just it. I mean, through process of elimination, he must be he must be talking about he he's either talking about Todd Orlando or Tom Herman, right? Because the other two guys that he mentioned were his position coaches, essentially. Yeah, because Washington and New. What, so what, sorry. Well, and then here's the deal. So a lot of a lot of a lot of attention was given to one particular question. I mean, Kirk Bowles is a a local, like a columnist for the Austin American Statesman. He's been at the, you know the paper for years. Texas fans not really crazy about him for the most part, but he asks a question. How many championship caliber players do you have on this roster right now, essentially? And Herman just like 
didn't answer the question for like a solid, it felt like 90 seconds. And then he's like, some, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how much of that is like a lot of, a lot of what Herman did can be, you know, can be p- chalked up to like him just not wanting to spend time answering questions. I mean, every answer that he gave is long form. He spent a lot of his early press conference, just talking just to, you know, cut down the amount of time that he answered questions, presumably, but I mean, if you're just not, I mean, it's one of these deals where it's like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. I mean, don't, don't, don't put a spotlight on yourself, you know, pretend, you know, going through your head thinking to come up with an answer that you don't really have a lot of championship level players on your team. I mean, whether these guys are or aren't, they're going to be looking at that thinking that their coach doesn't have the confidence in them. Right. So that First wasn't all, I don't know what that best even means. Championship caliber <laughs> players. Uh, <laughs> trust championship me. caliber that, players. Championship no, because, life caliber players. No, no, no. No, 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 because that that question was at, that question was crafted by Herman coming out and saying that in his opening monologue. I can't even remember. I'd have to go to the transcript because he he talks so long. But a lot of it came down to him slapping that level on players that he wanted on his team. Essentially, okay. So here's or the culture question. that he was. What does what does he have to do this year to keep whispers from happening? If he goes seven and six again, we know how impatient this fan base is. I I've been up close and personal with it. They think that he should compete to win the Big Twelve. Is seven and six again good enough, or is that going to start the "did we hire the wrong guy?" whispers? I don't think he'll be on the hot seat. Don't get me wrong, because I—I I mean, it's his second year. No, nothing he can do, even if he goes zero and twelve, is going to get him fired. But will people start to hesitate if he goes seven and six again? Do you think he needs to win nine well, games? No, now wait a second. Well, I don't know what the—I mean, from from a principal's point of view, I don't know what the financial ramifications would be. But if he went zero and twelve and completely lost his team this year after smoke like this comes out in the off season and. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's completely immune to that. But, but I think. I think the way that things are. I think the way that things have shaped up right now in the Big Twelve. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams kind of. You know, essentially hitting the reset button with, with the quarterback, for example. I mean, there's there's going to be some different personalities offensively for a lot of teams in the Big Twelve. Whereas Texas has Sam Ellinger coming back, who's essentially probably going to be the starter. I thought he outplayed Bouchel last year, and then they've got two guys. There were rivals 250 quarterbacks that they signed in last year's class too. So I think, I mean, I, I think, I think the expectation should be for them to, you know, they got, they got seven, if they get seven regular season wins, that's good. If they get seven regular season wins in a bowl game win, that'll show that that should show enough improvement that I think that he's still got the goodwill that people are wanting to give him. Well, do you guys, 10, win, 10 wins would be ideal. You guys want to right? play a schedule game? Yes. Let's play a schedule game. All right. I'll play the schedule game. Oh, man. I'll have to throw some music. All right. Okay. Week one, uh, Texas at Maryland. They'll win that game. They should win that game. If they don't, it's an indication of bigger problems. I say that's a win. Uh, Week two, Tulsa at Texas. That's a win. 2-0. Week three, USC at Texas. Now, keep in mind, they'll likely be starting, what, a true freshman at quarterback? And JT Daniels? So, that's a coin flip, wouldn't you say? Yeah, what what happened? Well, I, th- I feel like what happened last year. They played last year, right? Who won? They they played USC. last year, but the storyline with the USC won in a close one. But the storyline with USC was that they had a ton of injuries, a ton of defensive injuries. Okay. I don't think so, Texas can win that game. I think they're going to okay. Be so we'll, we'll play loss for Rob's sake. TCU, that will probably a loss, but they have a new quarterback too. So is it is it at Texas? Yes, it's at Texas. I hate I mean you know how I feel about Sean Robinson. I'll give Texas the win on that one. Uh Rob, what do you think? You think I'm losing? I right, let's give him a win. 
Okay, so that's three and one because we, we uh, then we have Kansas State. We know who that's at Kansas State. We know who Rob's going to pick in that one. <sighs> they lost. Hold on, they beat K State last year, right? I think no, no, they, no, no, they lost to K State. Yeah, I mean, then they're going to lose again. If they lost at home to K-State last year, K-State's got the same the same team pretty much. I, yeah, I give K-State the win there. Okay, so that puts them at uh, three and two. Then Oklahoma, that's a loss, three and Wait, three. are you sure they lost in Austin last year? Or they, they lost to K-State in Austin last year? They beat them 40 to 34 in overtime. Who did? K-State, Texas, right? Texas. Texas, there. Oh, my bad. Does that change? For the better for the Sorry. Give Give Texas the win there. Okay, so four and one going into the Oklahoma game. Boy, that would be huge for TV ratings. We're going to give that to – we assume Oklahoma – that's at – well, no, it's neutral site, right? Yeah, it's, it's Red, Red River. River. So yeah. Oklahoma will win four and four and two. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. What if – that's that's a point of the season where – let's say Kyler Murray is the starting quarterback for Oklahoma, a real a real – Slight of build, sort of dude. What if he gets hurt in the game right before? Oh, yeah. and they have they'll to be better off. They'll be off. better off because Kendall's better than Murray. Sorry. Okay. okay. Speaking <laughs> of people I don't like, who I don't think don't think are good. Uh, so four and two. Uh, next Baylor, that's a win. Five and two. Next at Oklahoma State, I'm going to count that as a loss, right? I think they can win that game. Oklahoma State's losing a lot. Okay, well, you're, you're the one who says they're going seven and six. They got six wins in October. I didn't say they were going okay. seven and six. I said if they go seven and six, it becomes okay. an issue. Six and two. West Virginia, that's a loss. Six and yeah. three. Texas Tech, that's a win. Seven and three. Iowa State is at Texas, so I'm going to give it to Texas. It's a win. That that gives them seven? Yes. Eight. 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 Okay. Then Kansas. That's nine and three. So That's, if they so okay in that case if they do go seven and six yeah then I think the whispers should start we should start losing a little bit of faith. Who is this person that just texted us, Rob? Ola, I already have you both down. Oh, okay, it's <laughs> Esterfeller. Uh, I was like, what is he talking? about? You want to do a remote podcast for sure? Well, I'm gonna try to do Nolan Smith. Uh, <sighs> Hopefully, it goes better than last year. Right, exactly. So anyway, we got him with nine wins. I, I think we should do a we should definitely do a big Rob when, when you do, well here's the thing though here's the, here's the, here's my here's my opinion on that real quick before, and then I'll keep quiet about it for the rest of but, but that opening schedule is not easy for them and no, and if they, and if, and if he doesn't the doubt I mean that's best case scenario I think that we gave them yeah if if he doesn't in and I mean let, let's face it I mean you know all the all signs indicate that Herman is you know some sort of unique abrasive sort of personality and if you've got a tough opening schedule like that and you don't get the momentum going on your side i could very easily see a situation where the you know the wheels fall right but he will he will uh, not get fired this year under any circumstances there's no way there's absolutely no well yeah they're not going to go 0 12 that's not going to happen well that's that's fine yeah i mean i don't know we're necessarily talking so much about that but <laughs> Lackford is texting me right now about last chance. You, uh, we're moving on from. He says, "I feel if you if you see one last chance, you you've seen them all." Here's the formula: profane coach, rural setting, former Florida State quarterback who messed up. <laughs> of course, of course, 
<laughs> a literate kid who can run. Sassy somebody's, fe- been ki- somebody's been kicked out. Sassy female mentor. White earnest country boy who can't play but is a leader, in quotation marks. <laughs> He's right. There has been a Florida State quarterback on every episode. It's Yeah, I haven't watched season. this one. I, have, we're I doing, probably will, but I have not. We're doing it with Friedman and Lackford, the officer and the prosecutor. Uh, well, you don't even need to have Lackford on anymore at this yeah. point. You got his, you got his whole take. <laughs> That's a good take. What, what more needs to be said? Yeah, boy, I like that. So if you want more of that, listen to the other podcast. Once uh, Officer Friedman finishes giving his feedback on the graphic and what it should look like, he's deep in, he's deep in uh, the logistics there. But all right, moving on. We should touch on Larry Fedora. We're talking about Media Days, North Carolina head coach who said a bunch of stupid stuff about CTE. Yeah, I'd have to imagine everybody who listens to this podcast know what he said at this point, right? I would assume. Do we have to? Uh, Unless there's some like genre of football fan out there that just really likes dorks talking about recruiting and doesn't like actual football, (laughs) which I guess could exist. Yeah, I met – actually, I met – I don't really watch the games. I just just follow the recruiting. (laughs) I met a friend of a friend who is a woman who lived here in Atlanta – at some dinner party, like a birthday thing, and she immediately started going in on like recruiting stuff. I told her what I did, and then she started like talking about rankings and players and who she liked and like underclassmen. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I would have really ordered. Threw- I would have ordered a shot. I mean, that would have really- just been time for me to just start chugging vodka. Well, it really threw me for a loop. And then her boyfriend was there and got like legitimately like jealous and angry at me. Uh, it was really a. Yeah, it was really an odd, odd situation. Like, like I guess the hips talk was going to get her riled up or something. But, uh, you, you know, anyway, I don't want to get into the, the whole... <laughs> Explosive hips is my love language. Right. <laughs> I don't want to get into the whole patriarchal, uh, you know, territorial aspect of that relationship. But uh, anyway, so he, he gave this thing where he's talking, you know, he went on this thing where he's talking about how football's under attack our country will go down if football goes down and you know i don't think it's been proven the game of football causes cte we don't really know that uh so so we all we all heard it then there was the the backlash to the comments the backlash to the backlash of the comments and i think now you know we had a we had a uh we had the guy at the boston school university of medicine which he's the guy He's the guy who, uh, you know, is is here. Association is not causation. CT has been found in individuals not exposed to contact sports. It's not a settled matter. Football is safer today than it's ever been. Yada, 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 right? So, you know, USA Today came out. Dan Wilkin, uh, Rob's friend of the show, uh, they, they eat at the same little breakfast spot together sometimes. Uh, he... Uh, he said that Fedora was stupid, and if he if he really thinks that, and should be fired. I mean, there's a real mess. So personally, I think he got in a situation, especially if you go back and you read Eric Adelson's article, which was here on Yahoo, where he kind of goes and says, you know, Fedora actually has worked with people, you know, uh, with scientists at UNC studying it and everything like that. Uh, I just think he got caught up talking and we just didn't do a good job of trying to explain what he was saying. I mean, what, what, Rob, I know you think it's a classic example of saying stuff for other football coaches, right? Yeah, I think he got into his coach character and just got committed too much to the bit, I think, uh, and kind of followed through where he probably did not mean to follow through. I, look, I don't think that we need to hash over 
football and CTE. I think anybody with a brain can see the research that's out there. We don't need to drill that home. It, it does. I wanted to talk about Dilfer, <laughs> really, because he comes out. Did you see him coming out on Twitter and saying, you know, I agree with Fedora and all this? And then underneath it, somebody replies to him and is like, yeah, it reminds me of climate change. And Dilfer's like, exactly. And I, uh, Trip Dilfer is the same guy that gave us the, the original Josh Rosen take, right? Where it's not going to work out for didn't Josh Rosen. Because yeah, because yeah, he won't buy in. It's, it, you can always pinpoint the kind of people that are going to be the CTE deniers because they're also going to be the Josh Rosen is too rich to play football people. I, the Venn diagram is a circle. I guarantee it. <laughs> wait i have a, i have a question real quick because i because i didn't watch i didn't even watch the replay videos i didn't see his tone when he was talking and all that stuff i don't know if he got ahead of himself but you know it wasn't too long ago that like he was one of these guys even this past off season i feel like when there were coaching changes he was like a guy that that if somebody needed a new head coach they would be like oh you know hey fedora is a guy so when he comes out and says stuff like this does that kind of hurt his his stock, especially after not moving on from North Carolina. Yeah, I think it hurts. I I think it hurts his stock because what I mean, what are you talking about? You it just you're not painting yourself in a good light. You're coming off a four and eight season. I mean, come on, man, just get through the media day. Say you're healthy. Let's keep it moving. I, I just look, don't think he. It hurts his stock to an extent, I think. But look, make no mistake. Larry Fedora could light an elderly woman on fire, and if he won ten games, a fan base would excuse it and want to hire him. It does not matter what a coach says. Uh, if Nick Saban set a ball boy on fire right now on television, walked up to him, doused him in lighter fluid, and set him on fire, there would be a subset of Alabama fans that were like, well, you know, we don't have all the facts. <laughs> you know, he probably there's a reason he did what he did. Let's not get carried away. Let's let the facts come out. It doesn't matter what these coaches say or do. Nobody cares about anything but winning. And that's why it's such a pain when, when they come out and try to, you know, molder of men and they, in all the coach speak stuff. It's like just, Embrace it, shut up, do the job, win the games, and, and let's not try to act like this is, you know, this is something, this is something more than it is. Yeah, and I think that's where some Roll of Tide. <laughs> that's where some of his other comments came from about this is why the military is so good, because people play football. It's just people get so caught up in being in a in the football world that uh, you know, and I would argue that playing football does help you later on in life, especially, you know work with people and things of that nature. Although I played football and I'm not, you know, how many times have I been sent to, uh, you know, interpersonal communications classes by my uh, employers. <laughs> so I'm not the best example, but I think like if uh, there's ever a situation where me getting a raise depends on me catching an out route, I'll be ready. <laughs> Depending on who's throwing it uh, for sure with those uh, hands of yours. So all right. We, we think it's not going to have a big impact. It was a big story this week. Probably the biggest story out of media days of all of them combined. So if you had Larry Fedora in the poll, big congratulations, because I never would have guessed that he would have been the one uh, to, to give us the content uh, for the week. So I enjoyed Saban. I also enjoyed Saban blaming reporters on his quarterback controversy, blaming it on reporters. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, that was a good one. The, the competition that the media created by... Uh, he was the one who put in Tua in the second half to win the national championship, but we created the controversy, which I enjoyed. Uh, other media day story, we had Dan Mullen with his shoes again. I mean, 
and I saw some. I can't do it. I can't do another year of that. I can't do it. I, I'll off myself if we have to do another year of shoes at Media Day. So here's what I don't get. You know, wait, which kind of shoes did you wear? Jordans, and they were custom Jordans, but they weren't custom Jordans. And there was a whole shoe sneakerhead fight on Twitter. Uh, it was a whole contract. There was some guy lecturing the media before it happened. I can't remember what the tweet was. He was like, to all you reporters covering media days, these shoes are not custom shoes. They're blah, blah, Nike Levi 4s, blah, blah, blah. And they've been modified. So don't call them custom shoes in a story. And I responded to him and was like, thanks for clearing that up, man. That re- that's really going to be helpful for all the reporters covering media day. Really appreciate it. Just as sarcastic as possible. And the guy was like, you're welcome. <laughs> Just completely no sold i think thought i was being earnest well obviously we know you weren't but the reason why i want to talk about this briefly is we live in this world where people think that these recruits are watching media watching nick ask questions on media (laughs) i would argue that if we went now nick or rob and i are going to img academy on wednesday if we asked uh 20 kids there rob what is what is media days? Would they know? Maybe one or two. I, I would one say or two out of twenty. I'd say five, depending on which positions we were asking. But if you said, "Hey, uh, what shoes did Dan Mullen wear to media days?" What would they, the first answer would be, sir? <laughs> also, we're living in a world where these coaches think that wearing these like shoes is going to help them recruit. Is that? I mean, that's why they're doing it, right? Right. Well, let me let me tell you let me tell you guys two more things about Big Twelve Media Days. Starting with Baylor head coach Matt Rule, who showed up wearing green dyed Italian sh- imported shoes that he personally drove to Philadelphia to go pick up. Yeah, his master's master's jacket he had on. I saw a lot of jokes about that. What was Bill wearing? Did he have some Nike Air Monarchs? Velcro shoes. Well, no. My favorite thing is that he'll occasionally during games be wearing something from like the nineteen ninety eight Cotton Bowl. Like have, it's a windbreaker. Yeah, have, it's a windbreaker. The logo of a ball game they played in five years ago, or something, which, which, I, which I really enjoy because it just shows that he, he's recently been wearing the Texas Bowl windbreaker that they got a couple of years ago. Right, but it's not from the previous season. A lot of the schools, the coaches will wear it in that one game, and then that's it. No, he wears it years later. So uh, it's a big shot. No, yeah, he keeps him in rotation, man. It's no joke. Big shot to Bill, but. I, the point, my point is, and there was some talk about Jeremy Pruitt and the cities he mentioned during his speech and how he's always recruiting. That was really smart of him to mention those cities. The kids are not, you know, Chris Bogle is not watching SEC Media Days to see if Jeremy Pruitt mentioned Fort Lauderdale in his opening remarks. And even if he is, well, you know, I was going to go to Miami, but, you know, you know, he said the name of my hometown, so I guess I have to go to Tennessee now. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing that we live in a reality where that's going to happen? Right. So, so I. It's called a cheap pop, Rob. You know that. I th- I just think, yeah, it is definitely. It's definitely like uh, when Macho Man Randy Savage would go to towns and be like, "Oh, I know, I'm in Quahog because there's all because this audience is full of hicks or whatever, you know." <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> when Ravishing Recruit would call them all fat, disgusting sweat hogs. Right. Exactly. But it's, so it's definitely a wrestling ploy, but there. There is there is no doubt in my mind that the players in question, and it's not it has nothing to do with their intellect, with anything. They're teenagers; they don't care about media days because most people don't watch. Most even football fans are not watching media days. So these kids in the summer are at a pool somewhere, swimming and taking selfies and making 
you know, hype videos. And saying it's saying it's lit on the internet. Saying stuff is lit. Yeah, exactly. They're not watching, you know, to see what shoes anybody's wearing. Now, I do think when coaches come out to schools, when they do in-home visits and they're wearing cool shoes, I think the kids like it. They'd be like, oh, coach has got swag. He posts them on. The bigger bump was probably from, you know, I don't know if Dan Mullen has an Instagram or not. But if he posted them on there, I promise you more kids saw them that way than watched SEC. Isn't there some subset of kids that sees through this crap as, come on, this is really lame? Well, no, there is. There there (laughs) is. But at the same time, kids want free stuff and they want cool free stuff. So Sure, but Dan Mullen's like giving him the Jordans. I mean, maybe he is, but he's not outwardly well, giving him the Jordans. But I think they were trying – they had a press conference later that day unveiling the new Jordan uniforms, and we saw a lot of it on Twitter. I think Florida's trying to make a push like, yo, come here. And we're, and, and we've heard from a lot of people on the shoe side of things, I have personally, that Nike's been splitting up rival schools like Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma's now a Jordan brand school. Florida and Florida State, they're now Florida's now a Jordan brand school because they want uh, they wanted to differentiate. So you know now Florida's got Jordans instead of just Nikes, and then and then you know Florida State can sell. Hey, we got Nike stuff. So anyway, it's a subset of the recruiting thing. It doesn't have a big impact though, in my personal opinion. So maybe we'll work on that down the road. I I did ask uh I I did ask um. Kenneth Murray, who's a linebacker for Oklahoma, they were wearing the Jordan stuff, and I, because I was talking to him briefly, and I said, "Does the did the Jordan stuff make a difference to you?" And he's like, "He's like, what this?" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, yeah." He goes, "Nah." I was like, "The uniforms didn't do anything for you." He's like, "Nah, they're the same uniforms." And I was like, "Yeah, they're the right, same." Right, exactly. It's not like they're so. getting cool custom unis. I mean, some of them do get custom Jordans, but guess what? If that were the case, Oregon would get every five star player because they have the most custom everything. And it's helped them. It's definitely helped them make a name for themselves, and the kids like it. But it's not—it's not the deciding factor. Uh, it may help them get a kid on campus, you know. Or the, and then you walk in there, and I know they've got hundreds of pairs of custom Jordans, so the true sneakerhead kids love it. But it's a small subset. I mean, a lot of these kids wear size 19 feet and get their shoes at Ross, you know. Uh, which which I've always been envious of that section in Ross where the size 18 shoes are like 14 dollars, and they're they're nice. You can get Jordan. You can get custom Jordans there, Rob. Have somebody paint them up for you. Yeah, don't call them custom Jordans on the internet, or some guy will lecture you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Now we've been waiting to do this one. I think it's 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 fun. We had Demetrius Robertson, who in the early days of this podcast, boy, how much content did he give us? But he came on the show. Remember, well, he's responsible for the highest ratings, right? With the riddle. Yeah, he was he was one of the original Riddlers. Him and Cam Akers. I think he was the first one. And guess what? The riddle, as I said, the riddle is 2-0 and because the, the riddle said he wasn't going to Georgia and he didn't go to Georgia. He went to Cal. We got a riddle the next year from Cam Akers' dad and the riddle said he wasn't going to Old Miss. He was going to Florida State. And that's what he did. So, so D-Rob missed most of last season with an injury. I think he took a red shirt, then decided he wanted to transfer. Cal obviously had a coaching change. He went out there to play in a pass-heavy offense. That was not necessarily the case of the new staff. He elects to leave. Uh, his mom, you know, is is, is uh, evidently having some health issues, and she lives. Uh, I think she lives in Lagrange, which is kind of weird because he's from Savannah. He was raised by his brother for the most part, but he wanted to get closer to home. So I mean, it would mainly make sense that he would go to Georgia. He comes out and and he he, <laughs> he has a commitment video for a transfer, which. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
is a new one. Not only did he have that, he had a teaser video teasing the commitment video. So yeah, it's got 45, the, the, the announcement has 45,000 views on YouTube, which I would consider a big number, right, Nick? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's huge, potentially large numbers. <laughs> so so we were going to all watch it together and to give a little play-by-play, play, right? All right, I'm playing it. So it opens. It opens with the. It opens with the alarm. The alarm going off, right? And you see these guys packing. You see these guys packing up stuff, and the guy has a bike helmet on. It looks like they're here in Atlanta. You got another another bro. Car pulls up. Another bro pops out. We got three bros, right? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's driving a sport utility vehicle, wearing a bike helmet. He's not riding a bike. He's wearing the helmet. Yeah, driving an SUV. Now he's drinking a coffee, which I think is a key thing we need to we need to note. They hit the road. Who are these whites? Okay, they hit okay. the road. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. And they stop at they stop at a they stop at some type of restaurant, get some food. <laughs> they got distracted driving through the window. They get to Savannah. They show up to a house. Now at this point, we're forty five seconds into the video, and we have no idea who these guys are. They come in, and we've got Demetrius Robertson's grandfather. <laughs> And they're watching his highlights of his first career touchdown on TV, which, guess what? It was a nice touchdown. His grandma shows off his uh, jersey she's got. We got grandpa talking. We're a minute in now. We're right now watching drills of Demetrius on TV. Uh, and, I, and then we, we cuts to a minute and 10 seconds. We see D-Rob for the first time. Our boys come out and dap him up. I still don't know who these people are. And they say, hey, you know, D-Rob, I heard you got some big news. And then he says, this is not a commitment video. <laughs> At which point we get Shyman and Media presents Demetrius Robertson, and he goes through. Now he's talking about his uh, high school career, which was definitely a decorated one. Guy was a was a was a star, obviously a five star recruit. We got him running around doing some drills, catching some balls. Looks great, doesn't he? Yeah, five stars. And we got James Robertson, or James Roberts, who's his trainer, evidently, who I've never met, which coincidentally, but he talks about how he thought, you know, D-Rob was going to be, you know, stuck up because he was a five-star. Here we are in the streets of Savannah where we've spent a lot of time, Nick. It's mostly just him. T- <laughs> he's also, he's got a, he's got a satchel on, which is a bold fashion move. Um, but anyway, if <laughs> we go into talking about him working out, all this stuff. And it's it's sort of odd. We 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 like to keep these videos under about a minute, don't we, Nick? When we're making them, yeah, thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, so we're obviously got a lot of downtime. Well, here's the thing too: is it's not very like cinematic. It's very just like somebody's following him around with a camcorder. Right. He shows off his artwork, which is definitely got is definitely good. He's definitely a quality artist. I like Savannah. Looks nice in the sunlight. We never get to see it. Yeah. Now he's back with our bros. They're eating. They're hanging out. And then we cut to the same scene. They use the same footage of him on the bridge again, where they met him originally. All right, we're cutting around. We got football. We got grandpa out here. Um, and we're at the three-minute mark now, obviously. Where it's just a lot of talking. Why are these guys so involved in the video? Uh, well, one of them Why just does this video exist? Celebration, a celebration with them. And then he announces... He says he's going to uh, he's going to Georgia, and and these guys are integral. He's like, I got to tell you guys something. And he's, uh, I'm staying home. Go dogs. Well, it should. There you go. 
chiming in. All players, all excess. Don't you think it should have said, I'm coming home? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, they used, and they could have used the, the Puff Daddy song that they use. In and not, not, only, not only that, but as he was saying, the key moment, we've waited three and a half minutes for him to say that he's coming back to Georgia. The cameraman is shooting the back of the white guy's head, covering Demetrius's <laughs> face as he's saying it. That's the, that was the moment. Why is the white guy driving an SUV in a bike helmet? <laughs> That's all. That's the answer I want. That's all I'm taking away. He's he's. In, it looks like a long road trip. Like it's not just like they're going down the street. They're driving over. Yeah, they the drove. He's wearing a bicycle helmet. They clearly drove from Atlanta to Savannah. I mean, I guess you can never be too safe. Well, yeah. When you're turning around looking at the camper when you're driving down the interstate, I would say you might want to have a helmet on. Uh, so anyway, we'll put the video in the show the show notes if you want to watch it uh, along with us. But it was. Uh, a very funny video. I would say, I would argue one of the funniest commitment videos we've had to date, uh, except for the chiming one- in more like tuning out, in my opinion. <laughs> Shots fired. The uh, <laughs> the funniest video was the OU DNA guy kind of making it seem like he had like a serious Cancer? disease. Yeah. yeah, where he went to the doctor's office. Like, and, and let's not forget the one where they took Jerez Parks to Paris and recruited a <laughs> commitment video, and then he wasn't even a take. Did we ever confirm if he legitimately went to Paris? It did not look like green screen work to me. That I think he like- was there too, but no one's talked to him since. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't want to talk about it either if I was him. If you remember, then he also did a commitment video with like the local newspaper, which was odd. He had multiple commitment videos and he had no place to go to school. Although I think he has resurfaced at Alabama, expected to, to be uh, on the team this year. So. Anyway, watch that video. We gave, it gave us a lot of comedy, especially. I just thought it was crazy to see a commitment video for a transfer. Uh, usually, a lot of these guys are, especially someone who's been a high profile recruit like Demetrius, kind of just want to get it over with. But now he's got to sit out another year, which I think is really disappointing because if he was on that team with Georgia this year, I think it would really elevate uh, their championship hopes, don't you guys? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a good player. Was he going to play defense? He could play defense. No, he's going to play receiver, but he would. I think he would immediately be their best receiver. Um, that's just some, uh, him and Mr. Go Get It, Terry Godwin, friend of the show, uh, would definitely be one and two. So, anyway, he'll sit out a year. He'll, repl- he'll end up replacing Godwin when he's eligible next year. And I think uh, Georgia fans have reason to be excited because I, I just assumed he was going to go to one double A, play for a year, and go to the NFL. Uh, so he will be playing big time football again, but we're gonna have to wait. He'll be almost be out nearly two years by the time he comes back. So, all right, moving on. Uh, tweet of the week time. You better hope that mediocre money that you make at Rivals is good enough for you for the rest of your life. We had a good tweet this week come in via Rob, and I, I guess somebody else sent it to me, which is where I'm gonna find it right now. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy this week with people uh, switching. Uh, All-American games. Uh, you know, a lot of people switching from uh, the Under Armour game to the uh, to the formerly Army game. It just what is it called? Is the All-American game now? Yeah, I think it's just the the All-American. Yeah, the just, All-American it's Bowl. the All-American game. Yeah, All-American Bowl. So we had Enoch Jackson. Which what is what is Enoch ranked? I wonder. I'm gonna look up. Enoch was our defensive line MVP at, at the Dallas Rivals camp, and he's a high. He's the he's the top five seven. Uh, Three star at his position, and he's awesome. It, in order, in order to set up Enoch's tweet, we really have to paint the picture of how frustrated these Under Armour because I think most normal human beings don't understand the the All Star Game, the All Star Game death feud. 
Uh, these people hate each other. So it's essentially it's Adidas versus Under Armour. They each run a high school all-star game and they recruit against each other and they don't like each other. And the people running the games personally dislike each other. And it's become kind of an aggressive rivalry, really. Um, and it doesn't look really good for Under Armour right now. And you can kind of take it from there, Woody. Okay, yeah. We've got to always be careful when we're talking about this because we have to deal with both of them. So we're not, uh, you know, obviously Adidas sponsors our camps. They sponsor the game. But, you know, there's all types of things. It's just like recruiting, basically. It's just a microcosm of recruiting. So Enoch says, since people decommitting from y'all all-star game, let me get an invite. 100 shrugging emoji, and then he tags the Under Armour game. So, hey, maybe if you move him up in the rankings, Nick, He'll get in the game. Well, they lost. I mean, they lost. This was like on the heels of a run of losing like a ton of guys, right? Yeah. The, they lost. It's probably been 10 or so guys, have, highly ranked guys have flipped in the last week or so. So, uh, and we've seen some various communications that we can't really get into, but there's definitely some frustration. Oh, God, do I want to talk about that so bad? Okay. All right. But please. I know. I know we can. <laughs> we, we'll save that for the uh, Patreon. You guys listen to any podcasts that do that? Yeah, the my the hockey podcast Puck Soup that I listen to has a Patreon, and I've actually considered buying it because I like those two guys. You and I met well, them thought, on signing day. I thought you hated. I thought you had turned on one of them. Yeah, one of them annoys me more than the other one. Uh, but yeah, I, I still like the podcast. I think it's overall funny. I have considered actually paying for the Patreon there. Well, anyway, it's like a it's like a subscription thing where you give exclusive content. Yeah, so people uh, would listen to our crappy podcast here, and then we would do another one behind a paywall, pretty much. And we that's would- even crappier with lower production quality. Exactly. Um, and you pay like 10 bucks a month. So uh, we give it to the people for free. No ads. Man of the people. Uh, all right, so that's it. So moving on, time for rants and recommendations. And guess what? It's time for a Woody Vacation Recap. Guys, I went to Bermuda. None of us have ever been before. I saw Nick immediately messed it up and even thought I was going to the Bahamas. Some people don't even know where Bermuda is on a map. It's due east of North Carolina, much farther north than a lot of people realize. And uh, I would say it's kind of a tropical island, but not really. I mean, it's just an island. Uh, The water was really nice. I got to go snorkeling, saw a sea turtle, which uh, those of you who follow me on Instagram could see the sea turtle. So... uh, you guys got any questions or you want me to just give my rundown of what's wrong with the place? <laughs> <laughs> I have no questions. Well, first of all, we're familiar with Bermuda shorts, right? I know you and are. And Bermuda right? grass. Yeah. Well, evidently part of wearing the shorts all the time also involves wearing like really high socks. Yep. So, that's so, a look. Eh, no, it's not. Yeah, whatever it I mean, is. I didn't say it's a good look, but it is a look. I mean, we're talking, you know how your mailman walks around sometimes with shorts on and they got the socks pulled up to their knees? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it looked like. This was like, uh, I'm trying to think of an NBA player who used to. Maybe didn't Jason Terry used to do it back in the day or something? I mean, so I could go without the high socks. Uh, who was that white guy that used to do it? Uh, we at Utah. He had wear the, high, the, the hiked up black oh, socks. Keith Van Horn? Yeah, Keith Van Horn. Yeah, Keith Van Horn definitely did it. So maybe he's from Bermuda. Who knows? The other thing was the accent was very enjoyable. Uh, I texted Nick at some point where everybody calls each other bruh, but the way they say bruh is like brer. <laughs> hey, brer. <laughs> Are you going home? Uh, there's a lot of ERs thrown into a lot of uh, words, which I really enjoyed. Also, very tough to get around. You can't rent a car. I told Rob about this earlier. 
tough to get around. We're on island time, tough to get a cab to come. No Uber. It was rough. It was a lot of me walking up and down the hills. I actually lost like two or three pounds on a vacation, which we all know is tough to do, especially considering how much I like to eat. Uh, my advice would be don't go in the peak season. Visit in the off season. Stay at one of these resorts and uh, let them show for you around because it's, it's just not a commuter place to go. So uh, big shout to Bermuda. I, I might put it ahead of Italy, Rob. What do you think about that? I have to get to it. I wasn't huge on Italy when I was there. It was fine. Um, well, I continue to get traffic tickets from Italy, by the way, see? more than a year, more than a year later, uh, still getting traffic. They're going to, they're going to extradite you, bro. Guess what? Brr. 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 <laughs> hey, brr. <laughs> oh, also the best part, which Nick would have loved the most. Every person in Bermuda knows each other and they have to honk the horn at one another and yell out the window when they drive by each other. So there's a lot of like, hey, <laughs> and then, <laughs> the cab driver was like, hey, you know, you see that guy I just sang at? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I've known him since grade school or whatever. I was like, oh, okay. So you got to scream at him out the window when you drive by? Uh, well, yeah, you don't know when you're going to see him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot, lot of singing. It was a lot of singing, a lot of honking. I mean, we're talking a one cab ride, 10 honks per time. Because I was like, why are all these people honking at each other? First first day I was there, I thought it was like, you know, because uh, I was walking and there was a lot of honking going on. I thought it was, you know, a lot of angry drivers. Hey, you want to talk about temperature. I've got the, I've got the, uh, I've got the climate page pulled up here. It really doesn't get very hot there. And it doesn't get, I mean, it's got like San Diego weather where, right. you know, it's never been over 90 degrees, really. And it never really dips below 65. It's, it's right in the San Diego wheelhouse. Right. They were talking about how hot it was when I was there. And I was like, it's cooler than Atlanta. I mean, so uh, it's, it's pretty far north. You have to take that into account. So anywho, that's it on Bermuda. Uh, I got some complaints. My, you know, they, they were good with pick. They had a lot of pickles there, which I was high on. Um, big shout to that. But uh, a lot of pumpkins. I, I'd like to be there during pumpkin time. Uh, so anyway, I do, have a, I do have a quick rant while we're on the topic. I am not related to Bermuda. And not related to peanut allergies, which Nick didn't want me to talk about for the 50th time. But I was on, I was on my flight back, of course. Oh, there's one person on the plane with a peanut allergy. Can't No one can eat peanuts. Okay. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But my rant is about podcasts, guys. I listen to a ton of podcasts. And guess what? A lot of these other podcasts, you know, all more power to them, have been able to monetize by having commercials, right? We've all heard them, you know. Mm-hmm. Casper mattresses, MeUndies, you know, things of that nature. Squarespace, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mailchimp. Zip zip Recruiter, yeah, Mailchimp, Mailchimp, one of the early ones. One of the the best ones, by the way. My biggest problem is you've got these live reads as part of it, right? Mm -hmm. These are meant to be 30-second commercials, okay? You read the copy. You know, I used to work in radio at one time in my life long ago. Nick, you you worked in some radio stuff when you were doing the D-League, right? Yeah. You, the live reads are not new. They hand you the copy. You know, you read, oh, you know, today's game is brought to you by State Farm Insurance, blah, 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 blah. You're in and out, okay? Like, when they do it during actual football games, they do it in no time. These podcasts now have stretched these things into two, three minutes at a time. Have you guys noticed yeah, this? Have you seen the ones, especially when they're doing uh, like Blue Apron? 
and then one of the podcast hosts gets real cheesy and he's like, tell me about the meals. And then they outline the meals that are available. for the next right, and they turn, yeah. right. They turn into a bit. It's like, guys, read the script. Give us the. Th- well, no, here's, here's probably what happens that you put in the promo code. There's a, a, a kickback, whatever. Do you think they get a cut of the, the pro the number of people that use their promo code from their podcast. So they are essentially turning themselves into salesmen for themselves. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think revenue. creating a bit over lemon chicken from blue apron is the way to get people to, <laughs> to, to try. Well, no, tr- trust me. I mean, in, in my recommendation rebuttal to your rant is when you put, hit the lock screen on your phone, you just mash that no, no, forward 15 second. Button. That's what I'm saying, Nick. I'm saying if I know the commercial's 30 seconds, by the time I fumble to get my phone out, it's not worth fast forwarding. But if it's if 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 it's a podcast and they're they're diddle daddling around for five minutes, I mean, I was listening to one today and it, it was like a local like restaurant sponsor, and they're go. I mean, I must have fast forwarded it. I don't know. I must have hit that 15 second button that 10 times. Okay, that's a that's yeah. 150 seconds. And they're still talking about it. That's what people are probably doing right now to us. Well, a lot of people just fast forward. <laughs> a lot of people fast forward to this part of the show, sadly, only to hear us talk about us fast forwarding up shows. <laughs> I'm just saying Read the commercial. I, I see your point, Nick. You do get a kickback off the promo codes, but come on, guys. You're not. You just read the copy. I would say the best person, the person people should uh, follow, is Cousin Sal, who has his own gambling podcast as part of the Ringer. It's called Against All Odds. I can tell you, he hits those marks to a T. If you fast forward, you hit that button two times, he's done with the commercial. So. Yeah, and on the bad end of that spectrum is Puck Soup on Nerdist or was on no, Nerdist it not anymore, where it, everything it is a bit, boy. Is it ever a bit? Right. I mean, yeah, Nerdist is the king of having the uh I don't know, does Nerdist still exist? <laughs> no, I don't think it does. I think they like cleaned out most of their podcasting networks when they when Jonah got it, right? I don't know what ha- yeah, I don't know what happened, man. I just I was related to Chris Hardwick. Uh, anyway, Puck Soup exists on some other feed now. Well, whatever it's called. They start like even our boy uh, Mark Marin, who's got the most popular podcast. You could fast forward to the five minute mark, and he still hasn't started his show. So I think personally, you're doing yourself more harm than good when you do that. But what do I know? Nobody listens to our podcast, so who am I? Yeah, you're just a you're just a peanut allergy. Right, loser. exactly. I am. Well, <laughs> what was that? Did you, did I send you that tweet about the peanut allergy yesterday? No. Oh my god! It. Hold on. Bonus tweet of the week. Oh man, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I laughed. You know, we had the other tweet of the week where the guy was like, uh, Coach Vic Evans from down here was like, I got a $3 charger at a gas station. I plugged it in and it changed my phone number. <laughs> yes. That was a very funny tweet. That was a very funny tweet. Uh, I've got, I, Twitter's been on a roll lately. I saw this one kid today retweeted a thing of these weird animals drinking milk. And it said, They got new animals when those joints come out. <laughs> <laughs> when those drops really made me laugh the tweet yesterday was hope my kids don't get no peanut allergies like a f-word dork so <laughs> it made me laugh i could not stop laughing uh oh man so if you got peanut allergies out if you got peanut allergies out there sorry uh i don't believe in food allergies except for my own so wish i could help you um 
We should we check iTunes? I know Lackford texted me to say we got a new review. He was he was so excited, which means it's probably about him. Because it's probably about Dave Lackford. <laughs> There's been a lot of controversy to wonder is Lackford juicing? Is he juicing the reviews? Do you think? I hope so. Uh, we'll have to find out because we have a new podcast launching, and I guarantee he'll juice the reviews on that one, so he could stay on every week. Um, we are up to ninety-two guys. Holy mackerel! And by the way, if I told you I would send you something, please email me, Womack, W-O-M-M-A-C-K at Oath.com. You know, when I was sending, the, maybe I should just be in charge of mailing the things. I mailed the thing right away. I was on time. You're very bad at me. Well, you don't have the hats. I got the hats. And by the way, I found like 10 of the hats. So I do have the hats. I was cleaning out my closet, uh, M&M style, and I found uh, I found several of the hats. So we do have two new- I want to get, get a limited run of some some commitment issues merch. Yeah, maybe with the new logo. The new logo is pretty nice. So so here's what we have. We do have two new reviews. One of them from Fort Worth Dog. More beatdown play-by-play. <laughs> the, podcast, <laughs> the podcast is good, but immediately elevated to great when you began breaking down the AAU fight. I mean, that was pretty good. That was a good bit. So maybe we'll have Lackford do more of that in the future. Uh, and then Flappy Bird Nice, another five-star review, says, Dave Lackford is great. Keep him coming back. Well, you're right. He's stealing the show, isn't he? He's great. You can't and you can't deny it. I mean, he's he's much different than anything we bring to the table. That's for yeah, sure. That's what, guilty as charged. Dave Lackford yeah. is that, the man of the hour. That's what's up. As, uh, as maybe he, we should make some, some <laughs> we should make some Lackford merch yeah. that says "That's what's up." Yeah, just some "That's what's up" swag. Uh, for those of you who don't know, every time if you want to go watch some of Dave's video interviews, he says "That's what's up" after every single answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. It's great. So, uh, no, see, that's that's the merch there. It's commitment issues on one side, and on the back, it's that's what's up. Well, see, I hate so maybe the logo on the breast pocket on the front, and then on the back, it just says that's what's up. I hate, but I hate when they put stuff on the back of shirts, though. You don't really, you don't wear it. Rob. You do not wear WWE shop strategy right there by Rob. <laughs> Rob, you do not wear one shirt that has writing on the back. The only shirt I own that has writing on the back is a shirt from my buddy's bar. Who they put? It's got the the bar logo on the front, and on the back it has their worst Yelp reviews. And the one that I have it says two stars: the Chevrolet rental car Park Slope bars. John S. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny, but I still I still don't like I don't like having stuff on my back. I don't want people I don't want people reading my back when I'm walking around. I don't know. Hey, we got to get that's what's up on there somewhere. And if you put it on the front, it'll be too busy. Yeah, good point. All right. Well, if you've got T-shirt designs, send them our way. Uh, Coach Brown would probably do it for us, but he's mad. He's mad at me. Coach Brown and I had a bit of a dust-up recently. Uh, what happened? Well, of course, you know, as has been discussed before, he has to sleep with a stupid fan on full blast, right? So he tells. Why were you sharing a room with him? Uh, we shared a room at Under Armour a couple of years ago. So. Every city he goes to, he buys a box fan, not just a normal fan, and, and turns it on like the highest level, which is super loud, right? Yeah, I mean, you guys know what that is. And then returns the fan, right? Right. Then he returns the fan. That's insane. Right. At the, end of the week, at the end of the weekend. Well, he came into town for the five-star challenge, said, oh, man, I don't have a rental car. I don't have any way to get the fan, right? So I bought him my personal fan from home per his request, right? Mm-hmm. He uses it. Well, then he texts me the day... The day he left, which was a Friday, and he says, oh, hey, man, I had an early flight. I totally forgot about the fan. I just left it in the room. Oh, man. Wow. 
Yeah, I was like, what do you mean you just left it in the room? He's like, oh, well, how was I supposed to get it back to you? You know, Coach Brown's one of my favorite people in the world, but are you really so we, – we make fun of Friedman for being neurotic. To have to have a box fan is beyond Friedman levels of, of – I told him. I said, you're mentally weak. That, that You have to have that in order to sleep. Okay, you need to toughen up. So anyway, I told him. I said, well, call the hotel and tell them to go put it at the front desk or something because, I mean – Now, forget that. How much, does a, how much does a box fan cost? You should just Venmo you the money. Well, that's what – listen – there are members of although Judge Judy would factor in depreciation. How old was the fan? Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't watch Judge Judy out here. We watch Hot Bench. Hot Bench. <laughs> well, guess what? This is a three-judge panel. Okay, three judges, one verdict. The verdict is guilty, Coach Brown, because I went to the hotel and guess what? They didn't have the fan. So, uh, you know. Yeah, what is it? I with just that? can't believe that a grown I can't believe that a grown man is running a return scam <laughs> over a box fan for a hotel also, room. But also though, so how how long did it take you to get back to the hotel to pick up the yeah, fan? Yeah, it was a couple of days. It was not prompt. Oh, uh, it was not prompt. But but you know what? It, it it doesn't take very long for hotels and or rental car services to like just No, it's gone. Stuff disappears I, flat out. Well, we all remember the time that I left my custom water bottle in the refrigerator. At the at a hotel in Greenville, South Carolina, I remembered an hour later, I called them and they refused. They were like, "Nah, we don't have it." I was like, "Can you please just open there? It's in the refrigerator." Open like, "Nah, we can't do it. Let me transfer you to housekeeping," and that was obviously never got it back. Uh, which one point you gave me a water bottle, remember Nick, as a makeup gift, which I promptly lost. Uh, mm. All right. So uh, anyway. <laughs> Coach Brown, I'm not going to make him Venmo me the money, but he, oh, he was un, totally unapologetic. By the way, he was like, "Well, them's the breaks." I think I'm kind of on his side. Yeah. I mean, he, it's, it's your dumb fault for giving, letting him borrow it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to scroll through. We in fine. He did. He did send me a thing from Montreal of a, a painting of. Uh, of a Joni Mitchell parody called Jabroni Mitchell, which I really laughed at. Uh, but, uh, but I'm scrolling through here to Trump. I'm, I'm scrolling through because he did send me a link to a fan on. Uh, there's been a lot of back and forth over Eric Gray's uh, ranking, which I know, uh, which I know Rob is, is, is amazed that uh, Eric Gray. If I was him and I really wanted to rub your nose in it, I would send you one of those like hand fans with maybe like the picture of a saint on it that churches give out. Uh oh, you know what? He did send me the money. Hey, guess what? He Venmo me the money. I didn't accept it. Tap here to accept the money using Venmo. Oh, see? <laughs> he probably didn't even factor in depreciation. <laughs> oh man, you just slandered this man for no reason. <laughs> well, he said, he said, okay, so let's go through the play by play. Why not? We're really long at this point anyway. I said, they tossed that fan when I went to pick it up. And he said, what? That's not my fault. LOL. So there was some back and forth about some other members of my household who were also mad about the uh, fan situation. <laughs> At which point I said, you know, it's your fault, right? That's what I said to him. He said, no way. You getting it after I left was the only option. And I said, but you left. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, but you just, I said, you just left it in the room. It's not like you brought it to the desk. He said. That's what I would have done anyways, LOL. I said, "What? you can't leave anything in a room. They throw it all away. And he said, I guess in theory, I could have bought, I could have brought it down, but that's what they did. I said, no, they threw it away. He said, LOL, oh well. 
But then he Venmoed you the money. <laughs> Got you with the... Right. The, the, did he, did, was, the, was the LOL in caps? Because that's usually the real condescending no, it thing. Was low, then he says, the next graphic is on the house for the $16 fan. And I said, this one is on you, coach. He said, I'm not going to lose sleep over it once yeah, again. He will oh, lose, well. Yes, he, he is. Because he, doesn't, he needs it to sleep. <laughs> he needs it to sleep. There you go. <laughs> and I said, so much for Midwest manners, at which point he sends me the thumbs up emoji, which is probably the most condescending emoji you could send, right? I would. Wow, Michael Beasley's going so, to the Lakers. Say goodbye. That sucks. That's the championship. Oh, well, Rob, I'll... All right, so anyway, so, put, a bow, put a bow on this. He sends you how much real money quick, Real quick, out. real quick. He sends me a text asking me for a favor later that day, right? Oh, oh a, mere, a mere hour and a half later. And I said, I don't know. This fan situation is really throwing a wrench into things. Because <laughs> now, now I've got him. Uh, and, and then he said, then I told him I hadn't heard anything about what he was asking me about. He says, you want me to replace the fan? Seriously, I will. And I said, I said, I don't care. You know, we went back and forth. And then he said, then he, oh, this, and then it, both of you guys, the passive aggressiveness right. of both of you guys. This. Through the roof. And then he Venmo's me $17. <laughs> oh my gosh, you made money. So sorry. Per- and then sends me a Walmart thing of the fan costing sixteen eighty eight, and says, we got to be square. He does this on every single so, road trip. He gets a fan. Yeah. And he takes it back every time. What a – my whole view on him has completely changed. Stock down. <laughs> Coach Brown, you got a big segment on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, Also, stay away from me in hotels from now on. Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, we've talked – I did talk good, – Good advice for anybody, really. Yeah, yeah. Stay, away from, stay away from Rob, who almost had to share a room with somebody on the last trip, which would have been a disaster, I think. Right, Rob? Yeah, they should have put me in a room with another grown adult male that had one bed in it. <laughs> and then, and then no. the lady, when I called, it was like, that's completely unacceptable. I acted like I was the one being crazy. <laughs> I, I like the idea of you calling someone, telling it was completely unacceptable. I was in the airport. I was mad, man. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you were on a tear. You were on a real tear because we were in the middle of doing the draft for the five star challenge, and I was like, "Rob's calling me. He's he's." Well, I, I had that thing happen where I was the first one off the plane when they took off and landed again, and then they canceled the flight to rebook. So I was in the first seat. I got upgraded to first class. I was in one A. So I got off. I sprinted to the rebooking center. I was the first person in line. There are two people checking people in and rebooking flights. I get called up first and I go to this guy and he's like, we'll get you on the next flight. It's 830. And I'm like, fine. And he starts putting me on there. But then it becomes clear he has no idea what he's doing. He's completely lost. He's calling people over. In the meantime, the other line is cycling people through. So like three or four or five people go through pretty quickly because the other clerk knew what she was doing. When the guy finally figures it out, he looks me in my eyes and goes, oh, that flight's full. You'll have to be on the 11 p.m. flight. And I'm like, it's full because you screwed up. You don't know what you're doing. And they filled it up with the other people from the other line. And I'm screaming at the guy. (laughs) And this is – I'm not Woody. This is unlike me. And a crowd of employees forms around me. And it's a lot of sir, sir, sir. And at that time is when I get the call from the hotel people. And I picked up and screamed at that woman. It was a real, real bad hour for me. Uh, can we talk about how you bragged on Snapchat about being in first class before all this happened? Yeah, that's what I get. <laughs> it was a it was classic. Like, yeah, look at this great upgrade to first class. I don't fly coach. And then 
every the wheels fall off and all hell broke loose. I'm pretty sure the term losers was involved. Yeah, I think too. it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like sorry. No, Luke, it was like imagine being a loser that flies losers. coach. Is it- <laughs> <laughs> and then two hours later, I'm sobbing in an airport terminal. <laughs> it was so. It was so good. It was classic. It was so funny. Uh, meanwhile, we were out. We were out at Johnny's hideaway probably by that time. Yeah, I'm near tears, uh, just cussing at people. It was yeah, it was bad. I brought it on myself. All right. We are way overboard. I totally forgot about the Coach Brown story. If you want to cut something, Nick, you can. Go ahead and cut the Bermuda talk, I guess. I don't have time for that. Everybody's going to listen to the Megacast. It's a a Megacast. The three amigos back together. No Lackford. Lots of people mashing the 15-second Ford button on this one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stay stay tuned to the feed, which I love. You know how I like people telling people to stay tuned to something something they can't be tuned. Uh, because we will be talking about Last Chance You, uh, at least the first couple episodes. Oh, is the Friedman podcast going on our feed? Yeah, probably the first few will. we got to cross-promote. Um, it'll be me, Friedman, and Lackford, at least on the first episode. We're also going to talk about uh, Very Cavallari, which, by the way, I told Nick to watch. Have you watched it yet, Nick? No, I haven't been. I was on the move when you brought that up. And oh, I that's right. Chance to- Jay Cutler is on this reality show with his wife of The Hill's uh, and uh, Laguna Beach fan, Kristen Cavallari. And Jay Cutler maybe uh, may, may deserves an Emmy for a role in this reality show, as he is one of the most blasé, unremarkable. He's so mad to be on this reality show, and he's such a jerk. It's so great. So I highly recommend watching it. We're going to talk about that. Might, maybe more than Last Chance You, and then maybe we'll have Lack for Breakdown, some fights as well. But we'll be back in regular time. Rob, when are you doing your uh, over-under article? Have you figured that out yet? I usually do it. Uh, the two weeks before the season starts. So it'll be mid, mid-August. Okay, so when you do it, uh, we're going to do some podcasts to go along with it. I think it'd be fun if we went through and talked about them. So keep, uh, if you want our picks on the season and everything like that, uh, keep following us because we're going we're gonna to get into that. Because guess what? We got about a month and a half to go, boys, and we're watching real football. Aren't you excited? I am. It's like Christmas. <laughs> it's just like, just like, just like Christmas. Be like Christmas. All right. All right. That's it. M. Deuce, who I talked to last night, fingers crossed for the film festival. Uh, Play us out. We'll be back with another episode next week.